Hi, welcome to Revenue Marketing Television, the CMO Insight Series. I am your host, Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. Today, we have with us a long-term colleague and friend, Kirk Crenshaw, who is Chief Marketing Officer at Tracker. Kirk, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You bet. So, uh, well, let's see, you and I know each other from back in the day, you know, fighting our way up right through the ranks, learning, <laughs> learning the ins and outs of marketing. So, the early uh, days of marketing automation. Yes. The early, the early days. We say that fondly. Uh, although, you know, it's, it's getting back. It's almost a generation now, right? So it's about 18. It's crazy. I, I, I tell the story of uh, um, being told numerous times by a number of VCs that marketing automation would, would never be a thing. And I think it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, you know, I just uh, I, I wrote an article uh, last month and because I, I, I found something online, like all the stupid things executives have said about trends, right? When they said it about uh, Google or the personal computer or <laughs> the car, <laughs> oh <my God>. yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> electricity. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I would say uh, that you're going to probably prove them wrong about that too. Uh, so, but uh, fast forward now, we're halfway through 2018 and uh, what's, I think what's, the, from your perspective, what's the biggest change that's happened and what's coming next on the horizon? Well, there's a there's a lot of things happening right now in the in the world of marketing, uh, particularly for me in the Martech world. Um, uh, even our own team, um, we're experiencing a lot of changes uh, focused on the customer journey and that focus. Right, we've gone to a uh, heavily focused ABM strategy. Um, we're spending a lot of time thinking about the customer journey from the customer's perspective and how we should engage and kind of change the way we engage, uh, become more empathetic, become more understanding of their journey, uh, take the time to really get to know them rather than this kind of spray and pay, <laughs> excuse me, pray and spray mentality that have been going on for, for many, many years. I don't know how many times I still get that uh, annoying email, you know, are you the right person? Well, if you spent some time to get to know me, maybe you would know I'm the right person. Or uh, so, dear first name, right? Yeah, okay, dear first name. First name. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so it's like, it's thinking about how to change that and, uh, you know, become a partner to that prospect or, or partner to that uh, long-term customer where we help them along the way in making their decision. And, um, you know, it takes takes a lot of um, time and understanding to sit back and say, okay, how how would I like to be treated in this instance? And how would I react to this engagement? And, you know, taking time with not only my team, but also the sales team uh, to also drive that thinking and that concept. And it's really changed the way we work as a company. Um, the We've also been doing a lot of thinking in terms of like, what does that do in terms of impacting the current marketing stack? You know, do things look very different in the way that um, um, people are engaging in the technologies they use? Are they, um, you know, spending more time focused on the message and uh, spending more time maybe even doing some manual work in that whole process to, to get deeper into understanding who the customer is? Um, you know, tweaking messages before they go out instead of just 
sending out this generic message to everybody. So those are the big, those are the biggest things that I'm seeing. And I'm, and I'm seeing it at our customers as well, where they're struggling with, Hey, how do I um, engage with customers and understand them and engage them in a way that they understand and that they, and at the end of the day, it's all about trust, right? It's becoming more and more about trust and, you know, the, the big thing at the end of this week is GDPR and everybody's talking about how that's going to impact the way we engage uh, with prospects, we engage with customers. And so there's a lot of thinking in terms of um, those privacy rules, but how that um, impacts the way I'm going to uh, engage with somebody as well. Yeah, I think we're um, a lot of people probably have been deferring on that, waiting to see if the other shoe is going to drop, right? How much it's going to get enforced. Um, yeah, I, I think they're going to find uh, it's, it's, that uh, me is pretty serious <laughs> about it, but it's, yeah. it's coming and in I, time. I, yeah, I expect we'll have some some form of GDPR in North America. You know, just uh, I know, um, um, you know that that's what a lot of the the companies are thinking about. How is this going to impact North America as well? Which is, you know, it's going to be a significant change in the way we operate. I, look, even, I mean, for years, right, even just doing double opt-in, the classic response is, oh, do you know what that's going to do to my list? Yeah, you know, it's really not about the size of your list, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's about respecting your customer. But hey, you know, uh, yeah, I totally get it. So one thing I'm curious, because you know, everyone's talking about this, become more customer-focused, put the customer in the middle. Um we got to do more ABM and there's a lot of software and vendors out there, but can you walk us through like how you're doing it? And what are the steps that you're taking week after week with your team to actually literally change your marketing to be customer, customer focused and be more ABM centric? Okay. Well, the, the first step is basically what you just touched on is getting people to understand that it's not quantity anymore. It's all about quality, right? These massive top of the funnel numbers, um, aren't things that always translate into real revenue. And, you know, as a company, um, we've been for what the company is about 10 years old. The company was bootstrapped for most of that time. We just raised about $9 million to accelerate our efforts. But in that time of being bootstrapped, you think about how do I become efficient in terms of uh, my outreach? How do I become efficient in terms of my um, my resources and my tactics, and you spend a lot of time thinking about, um, you know, who your really, really good customers are. You know, what does that profile look like? And that, and that, and getting over the barrier with the sales team was saying, hey, you're not going to have a million leads coming in, or a million uh, suspects, I guess I, I, I should say, coming in, is kind of intimidating to them. But it, uh, you know. The, the biggest thing is spending time and educating and talking through that process of, hey, when somebody comes through um, and they end up in front of you, uh, the probability that they will become pipeline is so much greater than they were in the past. And we'll be having um, more quality conversations rather than just doing basic qualification. And, you know, that, that for us was step one is just getting the sales team comfortable and that rolls up all the way to the uh, CEO as well in terms of understanding that strategy and I think people need to understand with ABM too it's it's not a tactic it's a company strategy and it's become who we are as a company as well right we we quit doing the um, 
you know, the let's fill the top of the funnel with everybody's mother, brother, sister, and cousin, right? To becoming super focused in the way we operate. So that that's that's a big step one. And once you get past that, I think things become um, much easier. It's not uh, the simplest journey, but uh, it. it it changes everything in terms of the way people are thinking about how to operate, what events to go to, how to engage. So um, that step one is, okay, things are changing. We're going to go for quality over quantity. Uh, the focus here is getting uh, more real at-bats for you. And that changes everything. And that really, really helps to bring the sales and marketing team together as well. So that connection is super important. And I'm lucky that I have a SVP of sales that, uh, you know, we get along incredibly well. We spend a lot of time together, um, you know, talking about these things and the changes. And that flows all the way down through the organization as well. And so uh, kind of the next step is, okay, who who is our, who is our ideal customer? And, you know, that obviously takes uh, that intense collaboration with the sales team as well is defining what do they look like? What are their characteristics? What do we want uh, in terms of uh, company size, uh, industry? Um, what personas are we going after? Who within the company do we need to make contact with to make this, this decision? And then from there, we start building, um, you know, I'm going to steal the uh, Engageo. I, I, I think Engageo created this, but the idea of plays. Right, is like how are we going to engage with these different uh, personas in the process, and who is going to engage with them? You know, will it be me? Will it be our CEO? Will it be our head of sales? Will it be our AEs? Um, and then building out those uh, flows and plays collaborative, uh, collaboratively with the sales team. Um, and then we have uh, an, an interesting asset that we use. We use our own. We use our own product to sell our product, which is kind of neat. Uh, so the what we do is we create these state of influence reports that uh, when we've picked our ideal profile and our vertical, we'll create these reports that essentially give these brands um, visibility into how they're performing in terms of share of voice uh, in the influencer world. So uh, just to backtrack, we're an influencer marketing platform. And... Um, we expose data to these target customers and, and kind of pique their interest in terms of engaging with us. Like, hey, did you know that uh, you have, you know, double the amount of engagement with this particular group of influencers? Or did you know your competition is beating you up in, the, in this particular space? And so having that asset and driving uh driving that focus around a particular vertical, even to the company level within that analysis, um, gives the prospects and our customers um, visibility into like, oh my God, these guys actually put some time into engaging with me. And they took the time to build this report. They want to take some time to talk me through it. And that engagement level is amazing versus, you know, I, you know, if I went out and said, Hey, I got an influencer marketing platform. Is that something that you're so doing? I'm Are you the right I'm person? Curious, right? As you guys have, have been putting this process in over the last year, um, how have your your numbers changed? So are you seeing a significant it's amazing. Like So um, as you would suspect, the Raleigh number has dropped, but we, we expected that. But the conversion of uh, something that you would consider a Raleigh to MQL 
is easily doubled. And then from that MQL to a sales ready um, uh, lead has almost tripled. And then our uh, pipe to close has gone from around 28% to closer to 50%. Wow. That's so amazing. all these things, you know, the, the, the discussion I have a lot with our SVP of sales and even the CEO is like, what are the little levers that we can move to just make this uh, adjustment? And the thing you need to really realize is that a 2%, 1%, 2% change from raw lead to MQL changes your world. Like it makes yeah. such a huge difference. And you just got to think about that. Like, what is that little either message tweak or what piece of content can we create that um, gives individuals, uh, you know, gets them to raise their hand and say, oh, I want to engage, you know, engage with you and talk through this. And it's never a, um, like we always try to avoid what we would, what we would consider a salesy message. Like we want to present the information and talk them through this. And usually what happens is when you talk the prospect through the information, they go, wow, how did you get that? And then that leads into kind of a natural transition into, okay, here's, Here's the platform. Here's the information that we can provide you, and this is the process that we can pull you in, uh, pull you through. And um, it completely changes that relationship with the prospect to that of like I'm trying to be sold to. To no, this is really interesting. I'm going to bring some more people in, and we're going to talk about this because for us, uh, we sell to a lot of uh, Fortune 1000 brands, and um, you know the we try to spend a lot of time as a company elevating that influencer discussion to a more strategic level rather than a tactic as well. And, you know, taking this uh, approach around providing this data, providing this, um, you know, area for thinking and a, a kind of a, a kind of extracting pain points from that, you know, completely changes those conversations. So it's much more about them and much way, way, way less about us. And, um, you know, the sales team uh, um, has been seeing that outcome. The marketing team has been seeing that outcome. And it actually, um, you know, uh, my, I was at Amazon prior to Tracker, and they always have this idea about the flywheel. Like, how do we create this flywheel of motion? And everything just kind of feeds on each other. And um, that's what we're seeing internally at Tracker where, you know, the marketing team is creating this information. The sales team is becoming uh, engaged and excited about, you know, when is the new state of influence report coming out and where are we going and where, where you know, who can I go after? And it's this excitement that it generates that um, I rarely experience and rarely see, but it, it's fun uh, to, you know, it, having a marketer saying, I like to spend time with my sales team is is a super rarity. And, and I really do enjoy spending time with my sales team and talking through these things and seeing them get excited about what we're producing. And because at the end of the day, you know, we're, we both, um, we all want to be successful. We all want to drive revenue. And, um, um, you know, at, if you take a step back, ABM was kind of that, that spark that, that got us to rethink how we operate and how we do things. Well, uh, very easy to see why you've been so successful all these years and definitely successful at Tracker. So what a, what a great story. Kirk, thank you so much for being on the program today and sharing all uh, the great results. And we're definitely going to be looking for more of that good stuff from you in the future. So thank great. you. Thank you. Appreciate it. You bet.